So today the topic that uh, I have chosen is planning. And uh, as Samson was just praying that we are uh, all about to start a new week. We are all either in business or professions and I'm sure they've got lots of plans for this week. You have been doing planning, all kinds of different planning, right? And uh, so uh, what I want to do is I want uh, the, uh, us to think about planning itself, right? And, uh, uh, you know, understand a little bit about uh, what are the kinds of planning that are there, how do we do it, how God does planning, and how we can, you know, get a little better at it with some more focus and clarity. So, uh, let's start by looking at, you know, uh, some of the common plans that we usually make, right? I'm sure all of us are familiar with these terms. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of plans, like strategic plans, tactical plans, financial plans, um, retirement plans, uh, wedding plans, production plans, um, daily food plan. I'm sure none of you uh, actually get into daily food planning. I'm sure your wives or your mothers or whoever is at home is doing that for you. But it is there. There's a There's a plan. Right. If you ask your wife or your mother, she'll say, yeah, I got a plan in my mind. Right. And we do all this planning. Right. But what I want to <clears throat> bring in this session, right, from my experience, right, I come from a background where uh, half my career I spent in line management and then the second half I spent in consulting. And as I was doing consulting, in consulting, you have to deliver value to customers. Right. And uh, it's all about planning and execution. That's what management is all about. You plan something and you execute it. And I realized that uh, that uh, planning, uh, as we do planning, as I did it for my customers, very consciously, right? After then, I had been we had been doing it, you know, uh, according to what we have been taught, all these different types of planning without any really conscious effort. But as I did it for customers, I realized that all the types, different types of planning that we do, ultimately fall under into one of the two basic types of plans. And that is, number one, ongoing operations. And number two, project. Right? These are the two fundamental plans that we make. Every single plan that we make falls into one of these two things. Right? There may be some environments where there will be a combination of these two, ongoing operations and projects. But the fact is, that these are the two basic fundamental plans. So I want us to look at this uh, because we normally don't think in these terms. So I want you to consciously think about uh, all the planning that you do in terms of these two basic fundamental types of planning, ongoing operations and projects, right? And I think this will help us to, uh, you know, focus, bring clarity. And I'm talking here both about our normal life, if there is a normal life, but also a Christian life. And of course, we seek to integrate both of them. So Christian life, normal life, work life, every kind of life, I want uh, that we bring some more focus and clarity so that we can go out with more fresh energy. Right. So let's start by looking at what we mean by ongoing operations. When we talk about ongoing operations, it is uh, what we call as a repetitive kind of an environment. Right? There's nothing new that is being accomplished day after day. It's all uh, uh, it's something which continues indefinitely. For example, 
the simplest one is a production schedule right so we make uh, a, a production schedule for the next uh, one week or in some companies they do it for one month right there is a firm uh, schedule uh, for one month and there is also maybe a tentative schedule for the next two months so we have a forecast uh, over a certain cycle maybe a quarter we uh, do it uh, we do a firm plan for the first quarter, first uh, month or the first week and then we don't know what is going to be in the future right but we know that we are going to make whatever it is either more toasters or maybe even more cars or maybe something whatever it is that you are making right so we know that we are going to make but we don't know exactly what so but then we do it for the first month and then for the first week and then we have it in tentative right what happens when there is any change in the plan as we execute any delays or any kind of glitches etc right for the most part right uh, regular day to day glitches delays changes they don't really matter too much right we have uh, sufficient leeway to make make up for it right if there's a delay in a part we can expedite it we can pull it together in the house for example your wife she might uh, right start uh, her daily uh, cooking plan and she might look for the dal for making uh, sambar she doesn't find the dal okay so she quickly makes a change she says okay i'll make uh, puli kolambu right okay you will not even know about it right there's a change but there's nothing much right which is different right so in this kind of a scenario right there is a continuous constant repetitive cycle it is going in cycles weekly cycles monthly cycles quarterly cycles yearly cycles right and um, uh, and the uh, it's a continuous and theoretically it can go on forever right now with this kind of situation customer satisfaction and your revenue inflows they are continuous and look at it from the employees point of view right there is a fixed schedule of work now you come in general shift or it may be some shifts that's okay but there is a fixed timing right um right you're not called into emergencies all the time yes you have to do some expedition and those kind of things but essentially you can say okay we can certificate free and you won't be called suddenly in the middle of the night or something like that unless there's something really extraordinary happening right your rewards are also continuous and sometimes people can even start complaining that's a boring life now i am doing a repetitive work day in and day out i've been doing this for the last so many years lord why don't you give me a better job it's a boring job there's no learning in this all these kind of complaints come up right but what about projects right so this is how a ongoing operation looks like and the key points let's post, uh, let's um, uh, let's uh, remember is that it's all done in repetitive cycles it is firm for the immediate cycle and we know that is the same thing is going to be repeated but we don't know exactly how much and but we forecast and we try to do it okay so it is a forward looking plan firm today and a little bit uh, hazy tomorrow it's a forward looking plan what about a project a project is something which is a one off enterprise right it's not something being going to be done again and again and again repetitive it is a one off right it is something new which is being created which was not there before and once it is delivered it will shut down over so for example a strategic plan okay you create a strategic plan in 3 years we are going to achieve all this and then it's done it's over then after that you look for the next strategic plan what about a wedding plan right 
you make a wedding plan for a wedding and once the wedding is done it's over you don't keep on going after it again and again and again but this is what is very important to note here in a project right in a project unlike in the ongoing operations you can't say that it is firm today and i look forward and i'll keep repeating on the other hand you have to start backward you have to start with the end in mind you have to start with what is going to be delivered and then work backwards and say if i have to deliver that then what all do i have to do in order to achieve that perfectly right if you do not know what is going to be delivered in the end right whether it be a three month project or a four year project you are stuck you're gone you cannot say oh it's you know three months further down the line it's i can't forecast you don't do forecast for project you have to know exactly what is going to be delivered otherwise you're gone you, you have no chance of delivering because you don't know what to deliver right you cannot start some work today thinking that okay sometime maybe in this project i will know what to do and then let me start something today right so what we want at the end even if it is many years away it is well known and here in this environment if there are any delays and changes they are very costly and the whole project is impacted right so for example in your wedding plan right if you know we were looking at you know if your wife saw that there is no dal what happens suppose in this in a wedding plan case right one week before you discover that there is not going to be any mutton available what are you going to do right everyone will come to know your wife will come to know everyone will come to know and there'll be a big thing and say oh, what there's not going to be mutton biryani in my wedding no 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 right it's a big deal changes are big deals in projects right if you make a building right and then you start building it and then suddenly you find that there is a structural issue and i want to do this change it's very costly and it, it can become very you know time delays and then when there is time delay right it's not only additional costs but you're losing revenue from the project right so there is only one satisfaction and benefit at the end when the project is delivered then the customer is happy otherwise there is nothing before that there is just a half built project of no use to anyone employees in such a situation have a tough life right a project life is tough there are a lot of emergencies suddenly something happens you cannot wait right for things to settle down you have to go and you have to make things happen set things right and get the project moving and the main reward is at the end life for people is very exciting sometimes it's too exciting and i've been in lots of projects with a lot of tough life there but at the same time there's a lot of chances for learning you get in depth understanding of how things work and you learn a lot of new things so what we see is that the ways of managing ongoing operations and projects are completely different right and i'm going to ask you this question do you identify them explicitly and consciously and manage them appropriately in your life your work and your christian life and i'm sure the answer that all of us will give us no not really i instinctively do some things maybe they're all maybe they're aligned to what we have been talking about but we instinctively do these things we don't think about this and what i want you to understand is that if you start consciously doing it you will get much better results because that's my experience in my consulting work for example i was doing uh, we were working with a godrich company godrich in voice engineering and in their tooling division um, they were talking about it in terms of a ongoing operations right we looked at it and we said that no this is really a project environment we have to look at this 
each of these tools, dice, jigs, fixtures, they're big, big items you're making. It's a lot small, none of them will items. They're very specialized items for the you know, automotive and all kinds of big industries. You have to look at it from a project perspective. And they couldn't get out of that mindset saying that okay, this is not a production environment, this is a project environment. They couldn't get out of it. So finally, we had to walk away. And what we heard is that they struggled after that for years after that. And finally, they tried to do something on projects, but they were again one mind or the other. They couldn't really. And you might say, yeah, 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 but my life is very simple. I am in a continuous operation. Maybe I am an HR manager. I just do my regular work every day in a day in day out. But I will ask, let me ask you this question. Okay, fine. You may be recruiting maybe, let's say, regular engineers or you know standard people all your life. But what happens when you get, for example, a requirement to recruit a top manager, right? You cannot recruit them just like all the other engineers, you know, uh, on a regular basis, uh, on a continuous ongoing operations basis, because you have to look for something very specific for a top manager, for a CEO, right? It's a project. You have to ask yourself, what is the deliverable? What is the end result that I want? And I will go and make plans to get exactly that kind of a candidate, right? So we do a lot of projects in our ordinary life itself, in our ordinary work life, which seems to be as though it is, uh, you know, an ongoing operation. And that is, this is our problem because every day we wake up, right? There's a day, then there's a week, we have a weekend, there's a month, we have a month enclosure, we have quarters, right? So we live in these short cycles and it appears to us as though everything is an ongoing operation, but it isn't. So you must ask yourself this question consciously and ask, let me identify what are the projects in my life, in work, in life, and most of all, in my Christian life, right? We must get out of this default mode of life. And that's my next question. What are God's plans? Does God have a plan? Yes, he does, right? We all talk about God's plans. Does he have continuous operations and projects? Does he have ongoing operations and projects? Yes, he does. Have you ever thought of it like that? Let me give you some examples of what is ongoing operations from God's perspective. Genesis 8.22 says, Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Okay. In Daniel 2.21 it says, He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. So what do we see here? God has a continuous ongoing operation. He put it in place at the beginning, right? The sun rises, the sun sets. There are seasons, there are cold heat, there is harvest, there is sowing, right? He establishes kings, he brings down empires, right? There are gone cycles of the day, week, season, year, generations, kingdoms, empires, right? And they go on and on and on. And there is a continuous ongoing operation that God is doing. And in Hebrews 1.3, he says, God upholds all things by the word of his power. He holds this continuous ongoing operation of the world in his power. And Jesus said in Matthew 5.45, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He is doing this continuously. For the last 6,000 years, he has been doing it. Right? And every day in the morning, he wakes up one more sunrise. Right? It's a continuous ongoing operation that he does. And he has set down the plan and he executes them. And, the, and there are many people in the Bible you can see 
people who look at all these things and say, wow, how great you are. Read, for example, Psalm 104. Right? So, God has got an ongoing operation which is going on for years and years and years and it's a long, big, big uh, uh, operation going on till end. Now, let's look at project. What is the project that God is doing? Or does he do many projects? Right? So, let's look at the first book of the Bible. It's a Genesis 1. Right? There's a creation project. Right? He creates everything and in verse 31, he's, it says that he saw everything that he had created. It was very good and then he rested on the seventh day. Right? So, it seems as if the project is over. God created, delivered, finished, project over. But no, it's not that. Because you see in what in, in verse 28, God says, God, the Bible says, God blessed them and God said to them, that is Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Right? What is he telling Adam and Eve? He says, I have planted this garden of Eden here. Right? In the midst of all the earth, there's a nice little garden. Now you take this garden, you cultivate it, extend it over all the earth. Right? Big project. Right? So the project is not over. Right? It was just the first sub-project that he did. God did a sub-project in uh, Genesis 1 of creation, but it's the start of a long, big project. Fill the earth and subdue it. And who is the customer for whom all these things were made? In Colossians 1.16 it says, Jesus. It is for him all things were made. And what is being delivered in this project? Right? We are given some insights into what is being delivered in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 to 11. It's a kind of a God's project plan, you can say. Right? Here are some excerpts. I want to just read out some excerpts from you. For example, it says in verse 4, He chose us, that is, God chose us in Him, that is, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. This is one of God's deliverables at the end of the project. And He chose, and He did this, before the foundation of the earth, that is before creation, before Genesis 1-1, right? In verse 5 it says, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. Right? Again, predestined, that means before itself he had planned, before the foundation of the world, that we should be sons, right? Along with Jesus Christ, his firstborn son, right? Verse 9 and 10 it says, his kind intention, right, which he purposed in Christ with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times. And what was his intention? What it says here is, God wants to establish an administration. Administration means management. He is establishing a management over the earth suitable for the fullness of time. That means forever and ever. That means through this project, he is establishing a good and just and righteous management over the whole universe in Jesus Christ, along with his people adopted as sons and Jesus' bride. In him, verse 11, in him, in Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose to who works all things for the counsel of his will. That means in Jesus Christ, we have received this inheritance. So with Jesus Christ, we are going to reign over this earth forever as his bride. So, right, you see here there are two key deliverables for God's project. We, the elect, right, for Jesus. We, the elect, become his bride. And with Jesus and the bride, we administer the whole earth. Right, so God is doing this 
great project and this is going on right now and we are part of this project right so lot what are the key things in this project he planned it from before the foundation of the world project finish milestone there is a righteous administration and what are the key deliverables all his elect elect are there adopted as his sons and all his adopted sons are in christ as his body and his bride and how does he do it in verse 7 in the ephesians passage it says in him we have redemption through his blood that means god's project depends so foundationally on jesus christ and the cross and bringing us all together in him cleansing us from all sins and all these deliverables are completed in revelation chapter 21 right when we see the bride coming to jesus on the new earth the new jerusalem after all the evil has been put away and god's kingdom is established on earth and in revelation 22 we say in verse 5 that jesus and the saints reign forever and ever now let's see how we align god's plan and our plans together there are four things to align right one is our ongoing operations and our second is our projects third is god's ongoing operation and fourth is god's project out of these four which is the topmost right and jesus tells us this in matthew chapter 6 verse 33 but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you right so what does it mean to seek his kingdom and his righteousness exactly what we saw right just now his project deliverable at the end of it his kingdom is established and righteous and just rule is established that is what we have to seek first and foremost and jesus says everything else is added so his kingdom and his righteousness god's project is central to everything all these things everything else that means god's ongoing operation our projects our ongoing operations everything is subsequent to this everything is subsidiary to this right god's ongoing operation right the cycles of day and night and week and month and years and seasons and everything they form the infrastructure backbone right this is the structure which god has created within which our lives are contained because god's cycles are beyond each individual lifetime within which our lives are contained and on top of this ongoing operations of god god's great project is superimposed upon it right so while these cycles go up and down like this right god's project is constantly going upwards and upwards to reach his final goal and deliverable so the first alignment that we need to do is our lives must align with god's ongoing operation our human cycles childhood childhood we need to be trained right in young adults we are educated then we get into work we get married parenting the time this is a structure the goddess designed right and each one has its season right we need to stop fighting against god's plan and design and do the right things in the right season for example in today's world we are pushing out or we are and many people are even abandoning marriage family structures in search of our own professional and business success what is the show this shows that we are putting our ongoing operations on this earth which is professional and business success higher up than everything else and that is a purpose right second alignment is the 
our lives must align with God's project work. Right? So God's project work must become central to our lives, not just a top priority. It must become central. That means all that we do, family, work, everything you know, we do must in some way or point to God and His kingdom. And how do we do that? So for example, in CBMC, we are taught right, how to live our work lives in the character of God and His kingdom so that we may point to God and His kingdom. Then what happens? We ourselves are transformed and others will see Christ in us and we have the chance to preach the gospel. So for example, I, right, when I got into consulting and I'm in consulting now, and I ask myself this question, why am I a consultant? Why do I want to be a consultant? And my answer today after thinking through various things is that because I am made to become like Jesus. And who is Jesus? Isaiah verse, chapter 9, verse 6 says that he is a wonderful counselor. You know what that means? Counselor means to advise, consultant. He's not just a consultant. He's not even a principal consultant. He's not even a managing consultant. He is a wonderful consultant. And that is my role model. I want to be like him. And he wants to transform people. Jesus wants to transform us. And, he, and according to Revelation 21, 5, God says, I will make all things new. And that's what a consultant does. He wants to transform the way things work and make things better. I can't make things new like God, but I can point to Him. And when people ask me, why or do I do this or that, then it opens the way for me to preach the kingdom of God. And in this process, I'm also transformed. Right? So what are our takeaways? Right? First takeaway, in ongoing operations, in our ongoing operations, we must have the right expectations. Okay? If you look in the history, Solomon, Solomon looked for meaning in ongoing operations. He could not. Right? So we see in Ecclesiastes 1 9, he says, that which was that which has been is that which will be. And that which has been done is that which will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun. He looks at God's ongoing operations. There's nothing new every day, it happens the same thing. Day week, month, everything. There's nothing new in it. What's the purpose of life? And he says, vanity of vanities, everything is vanity. He could not see that God's continuing ongoing operations is only the structure on which God's great project is superimposed. And that is meaning and purpose to life. Unlike David, his father, who saw God's project and plan, he saw the Messiah. That's why he wrote so many messianic psalms, right? Secondly, Ongoing operations have to be stable. We can't chew off more than we can bite. And we have to give it a regular steady cadence. Right? Why? So that they are taken care of without getting too intrusive in our lives. Right? It's not the meaning and purpose for which we live ultimately. Because God's great project is what is ultimately giving meaning. So we must do them. We must take care of them. But we must not allow them to overwhelm our life. Otherwise, we'll be in continuing ongoing operations without getting into God's project, right? What about projects, right? That is what brings change, excitement, and purposeful action that we are looking forward, and we are looking forward to something better in the future. We can expect a difficult life. There will be constant pressures, but along with that comes growth and learning. So what must we do? We must start identifying this very clearly in our lives, consciously, clearly, so that we can identify them. God's great project, how we are plugging into it and look for the projects in your ordinary work life itself every day. 
right? Differentiate between your ongoing operation and your projects and start doing your projects with meaning and purpose. And also for your subordinates, look upon their lives. Are you giving them boring day-to-day -day work? Fun. But you give them a small, small project as well to make them a little bit more excited about work, right? So that we can start, you know, consciously identifying, align with God, portray his kingdom and make God's project central to our life. So I hope that this clarity, that a uh, little bit of clarity that I have placed in your heart, you start thinking about it so that it brings some more focus in our lives so that we can look forward to that upper call which we have in Jesus Christ. So let's close with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you, Father, that you in your marvelous and wonderful wisdom, you have laid out everything so beautifully and well that you make the sun rise every morning and we thank you for this new week that is starting. We pray, Father, committing each and every one of us into your hands as we go about our ongoing operations. Help us to bring everything in control and help us, Father, to make the time for the projects in our lives and help us most of all to align with your marvelous project of saving grace and establishing your kingdom on this earth. Help us, Lord, to align with you in this and grow intimate with you and work with you on this marvelous project. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.